Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. We are, uh, we began a new Marmer last week. We are on page Tuf Mem Aleph, second paragraph, um, discussing the two modes in which uh, sustenance and life is provided in this world. One is top down, Milamaila Lamata. It comes as a general blessing on Rosh Hashanah. The entire world is judged and the entire world is allotted uh, life, sustenance, and being for a year. We are on a year-by-year contract. Uh, it ends every year of Rosh Hashanah. We begin a new one on, uh, on the new year, the new Rosh Hashanah. As I mentioned last time, zero-based budgeting, so uh, it doesn't matter how well you uh, did last year in terms of what you got. Um, th- each year, you're judged as a new person. And in fact, the whole point of Sarah Sumei Tshuva is to become new people. The, the whole point of a whole year is to become new people. We're constantly becoming new people. In any event, that is the top-down mode of um, sustenance of the world, <clears throat> which is a product of God's kindness and mercy, period. Uh, it's not something that's worked for. Uh, it's not something that requires uh, much in the way of effort. It requires some effort because there have to be kalim. We, in our case, we will be blessed in all that we do, which means you've got to do something. You have to have some natural means and mode of uh, receiving this blessing and materializing and bringing it to actualization. Uh, but it's not a, uh, uh, it does not require immense exertion. <clears throat> the second mode, which we're going to deal with a little bit more today, is uh, the mode of, of incredible exertion. So the, the first mode is a blessing from Hashem. Um, it like, comes like man, milamayla lamata. Um, it's already prepared and made and done for us. Uh, and the whole world is sustained by this. And this is the first blessing of Birchas HaMazayin, which was established by Moshe Rabbeinu um, by virtue of the man. The second blessing uh, is established by Yoshua um, when we entered Eretz Israel, and it is a very different type of a blessing and a very different type of a hamshacha. The blessing of Moshe Rabbeinu is the blessing of Melamai Lamat, Mitzad Chesed, Mitzad Gedula. The blessing of Yoshua, Hazan Asakol actually is Moshev, and everything is sustained uh, uh, free, more or less, or, or Lamai Lamata. Yoshua, hearts of Ahala Mazain. It's on the land and on the Mazain that it produces. Uh, different story, different kind of a blessing, different uh, relationship. The relationship of the second blessing, the, the so called Saif Baracha, is um, a relationship of of a void of exertion. It's a product of Chayde Tzadas. Uh, the wor- world was cursed uh, as a result of the Chayt of uh, of Adam and Chava. Um, and the Adam was told that he would now eat bread by the sweat of his face. Zeyasapecho, the, f- the sweat of your face. Very different story than a Hamshach Milamayla, which comes of its own already prepared. Um, it implies tremendous exertion, immense effort, a struggle. It is a struggle. And the produce, or the, the result of this blessing, is from bottom up. In other words, one is extracting 
from the earth, which is now the product of Chedetz uh, Adas, a blend of not good and good, chaos. There is nothing free, nothing is clear, nothing is refined. It requires immense effort to bring from the earth something which is precious, muzzin, sustenance, bread. Um, it's an avoda, really, which is a, uh, an avoda, in a sense the Rebbe's used the Lushen here, of yeshma ayin, that one is extracting that which is so radically uh, elevated over its source, so different from its source, so unexpected from its source, bread from the earth, that it's essentially the union of yeshma ayin, yeshma ayin, as we can imagine, is a tremendous accomplishment requires tremendous avaita, and requires ayin, that there should be an, an element or a concept of ayin. Milamai lamata, the bracha on Rosh Hashanah that comes and stains the entire world, hazana sakoil. Uh, there is, this is a hamshacha, which is a, uh, uh, a evolutionary uh, glow, an evolutionary flow of blessing from the from the highest level on Rosh Hashanah down on a day-by-day basis to the earth to, to sustain and maintain it. The bracha, which is the bracha of exertion, the bracha of Zeus uh, Apecha, is not like that. It is a, uh, uh, an immense exertion on the, on the part of us, uh, and the results are in fact be'inareich, totally beyond that which would come in and of itself from the general chesed and rachmim of Hashem, and we will see this. Um, so, vinyan hu, things like this, te'ine yudua, it is, uh, it is known, the birchas hazan tikun moshe kishayored haman, the first bracha of our benching is, was established by Moshe Rabbeinu uh, in conjunction with the descent of the man. Shuhu lechem min hashemayim, this is bread from heaven, food from heaven. Ubirchas ha'aretz tikun Yeshua. Birchas ha'aretz, this is the second bracha. Ala aretz v'ala mazen. This is the second bracha on the earth itself. Tikun Yeshua shenichnas kishenichnasai la'aretz. When the Jewish people came into the land of Israel. So, we have a, a, an interval 40 years in the, in the desert, in which the man fell, in which there was bare Miriam, in which everything came milamayla lamata, the sustenance was free, required no exertion. Uh, we entered Eretz Israel, and now the difficulties begin, because the, the, our sustenance has to be extracted from the earth. Our livelihood, our being, our life is now primarily uh, a product of immense effort um, in order to produce the uh, the blessings that we get. Uh, so the uh, uh, the uh, it was established by Yeshua when we came into the land of Israel. the man ceased, and now the normative, at least to us, it's normative uh, mode is that of sweat. he al halechem. Shemin ha'aretz. This is not on lechem in hashemayim, which comes milamai lamata b'derach mamela pre mivarer. This is lechem min ha'aretz, which is an entirely different process. Milamata lamayla requires tremendous effort, and the key here is the avoda of birurim. The lechem min hashemayim, 
הוא מה שיורד מלמעלה למטה בלי עמל ויגיע. The idea of לחם מן השמיים, which is מון, who uh, refers specifically to that which descends from above uh, to below without any effort, without any exertion at all. I mean, you had to pick it up. You had to put it in a jar or something of that sort. That much you had to do. Uh, but that was it. It required no, no planting, no seed, no, no planting, no plowing, no, none, of, none of the efforts that we associate with uh, bringing le- bread from the earth. Just like the man which came milamaila. Now again, there's a dimension of this. Uh, there's a dimension of the milamaila lamata, and of course the eco for us is the milamata lamaila. The milamaila lamata is what allows us to do the milamata lamaila. The milamaila lamata provides the infrastructure of being. It's a, it's a gift, it's, a, it's Hashem's desire that there should be a world in all of its details, particulars, and specifics. It is sustained by the mercy and kindness of Hashem. And within that context, then, we have a the power, to, because we're given whatever is necessary to do our avoida, which is the avoida of milamata lamaila, and the, the avoida of exertion, the avoida of birurim. Uh, so this is the, the second the blessing that comes from exertion, the bracha that comes from, uh, from intense effort. Uh, um, let's see. So the mon came within the mon, of course, there was no psalis, there was no um, contamination, no dross. It was pure good, pure holy sustenance, completely and totally. It was called by the Jewish people in the desert, by us in the Midbar, a light bread. Mind you, it was in, that, in the context in which the word is used, it's not complimentary. Uh, they, wanted, they weren't interested in a light, spiritual, beautiful, holy bread. They were interested in a steak with mushrooms. Um, but the point is that it, light, it didn't, there was no psilis. Um, and therefore, there was no excess product after eating it. It was pure, it was holy, it was good, it contained nothing that had to be expelled. Um, and this is what Milamaila Lamata is. There was within it no admixture at all of that which is not good. It came Mavarer, it came pure, it came already purified. Uh, and um, devoid of any negativity or any, any possible chaff whatsoever, spiritual chaff. Uh, now you, one might say, well, it was Mavara, Milamaila. Why did it require beer altogether? It came from a very holy source, which of course is true, but it's descended very, very far through Oilamais, through, through uh, Bri, Etzira. Uh, and of course, with every descent, there is a uh, tzimtzum and a thickening or a coarsening in some way, uh, it's not, God forbid, anything along the lines of, of clip or citrac or anything of that sort, but there is a certain concept of negativity or deficiency, let's say, that might be associated with the simple act of a hamshacha in a way of diminution, in a way of tzimtzum. And therefore, the beer that was done, the lamaila, uh, obviated and, and, and eliminated all these possibilities, that's all they were really, possibilities, and therefore, as it came, it came with the pure intention uh, with which it was given. 
Lechain, ein tzarech lezev avayda v'yigia. In any case, because of this, because it became, it came to us in a way of birur, in a way of purity and holiness, it required no yigia, it required no effort, it required no, nothing, there was nothing to do with it. You couldn't make it better, it was holy to begin with. The whole inyan ha'avayda v'yigia, hu mitnei tayru v'yisra. Why is there the concept of avoiding yigia? Because there is an admixture in something which is not good. And to separate that admixture of bad from the admixture of good requires tremendous exertion. Therefore, the whole concept, as I mentioned before, the concept of work, the concept of yigia, of, of um, effort, of exertion, began with the Chayde Tzadas. Odom Harishin knew of no such thing, at least for the few hours before he uh, got into trouble. He knew that the world wasn't created with, with work. The world was not created uh, with the possibility of exertion and effort because there was nothing, there was no admixture of not good. Mind you, there was bad, we know that. They had the Nachash, for example. But it was all isolated, it was all in a corner, it was all identifiable and isolated. It wasn't completely blended in with the good. And therefore, all Adam Mauritian had to do was to take, to eat, to do. It's all there for him. His avoid was not an avoid of birurim. His avoid was not an avoid initially of birurim. Was not an avoid of yigia or effort. It was an avoid of yichudim. It was an avoid of an avoid of aliyas. Um, there was an avoid, but it was entirely different. The idea of this exertion of struggling to uh, to release the good from that which is not good did not exist till the Chayde Tzadas. So this concept really began, like the work was invented, the idea of work, the concept of work, of exertion, both physical and spiritual, was invented uh, after the Chayde Tzadas. And this is, this is the blessing of Yigiyah uh, Kapecha, this is the blessing of, uh, uh, by the sweat of your face, Bzeis uh, Apecha, which doesn't sound very pleasant, it doesn't sound like a blessing, it sounds like a, a slap, but it is the most a magnificent blessing because it is through this zeyas hapecha, the avoid of zeyas hapecha, that one is able to do this avoid of birurim. And this avoid of birurim, since it's a chiddush, the idea is a chiddush, the idea of effort and exertion is a chiddush, created by the rabbinic shalayim or as a result of other Mauritians' actions. Um, therefore, the brach that comes through this type of avoid, this type of service, reaches levels which which exceed that which, with which the universe began, exceed that with which the universe is sustained on a constant basis. Fabulous avoida, with fabulous results. Shahavoida hi levara esara. So what is the avoida? The avoida is the, uh, the separation, the sifting out, the elimination of that which is not good. Vahamon, what's this? Um, oh, that's uh, the avoda of birun. The haman This was not necessary, and therefore the avoda of birur it, it was an unknown. It did not exist. There was no need for it. There was no purpose to it uh, because the man was already mavar milamai lamata mamela ba milamaila bli shum tayrech klal. It came from above, uh, without exertion, without effort, uh, without effort. Uh, its state of perfection was achieved as it came into being, as it came into the world, 
Um, and it required no refinement, no correction. There were no deficiencies. There was nothing wrong. There were no blemishes. And therefore, it's there for the having. Uh, if we look in Ruchnius at these levels, uh, the, we have the Lechem Min Hashemayim, the Milamayla Lamata. This is, in Ruchnius, this would be the concept of Tarda, specifically Tarshavik Sabs. We'll see in a minute. Shinikra Lechem Min Hashemayim. This is what we call today Lechem Min Hashemayim, the bread of Shemayim. Kamash Kosov Min Hashemayim Hashmiyacha. From, from the heavens, he made you to hear. Um, uh, this is the Torah, this is by Matan Torah. Milamayla was given to you by Hinu, Torah Shebechsav. This is the Inuk Torah Shebechsav. So the idea of its purity, of its, its absolute uh, truth and excellence as, as it is in, in its very inception and in its source, this is something which, of course, we can appreciate. The concept of lechem, why is it referred to as lechem, is because the Torah is designed to be internalized as bread is designed to be internalized. We generally refer to mitzvahs, our mitzvahs are generally referred to, baklal, as levushim's garments. Torah is referred to as lechem, as bread. What's the distinction? Well, the garments are things that you put on and you take off. They surround you, they encompass you. Um, in the case of uh, the garments of, of the Torah, uh, the, the, I'm sorry, the garments of mitzvahs. Um, these encompass with levels of holiness. We learned very much, very long ago, I think beginning with Hashemayim Masaprim, uh, that the mitzvahs are associated with the Hamshach of Makifim. Makifim surround, they encompass. They surround from above. They elevate in uh, subliminal ways. Uh, their influence is not one which comes into our Koychais Hagiluyim for the most part. They influence our Koychais Hagiluyim. But and a makif take away. So mitzvahs, the mitzvahs essay are bring down makifim, which are makif, makifim, which are karov, which are near. Mitzvahs lois essay bring down a much higher level in a sense. Mitzvahs makifim, which are not karov, makifim, which are rachait at a distance, which we've gone into in some detail long ago. This is the idea of mitzvahs. The mitzvah does not become you, you do not become the mitzvah, you become encompassed by the mitzvah. Uh, in both in the physical sense and in the spiritual sense. Um, the Lamashal, a person puts on tefillin. Tefillin bring down on Chabad the, the highest levels of awe, illuminate, they, they, they purify, they make holy uh, one's midas of seichel, one's attributes of gimel rishonim. But not, you don't get smarter. And you don't become more learned all of a sudden. And you don't suddenly develop tremendous understanding of things. Again, because the impact is b'derach makif, it's beyond and above. It strikes your, your, your midas hapnimium. It, it gives them power in koyach, but not in a way which is uh, uh, available to our recognition and our awareness, usually. So it encompasses, uh, as garments encompass. Uh, garments bring you to a point where you can do things you could never do without garments. We've discussed this many times before. Uh, they empower us and enable us in, in, in ways. Torah, on the other hand, is bread. It becomes you. The thoughts of Torah, a person thinking in Torah, who's thinking in Chumash, whether it be Chumash, Mishnayis, Gemara, whatever, Chesidus, those thoughts are the thoughts of the Rabbinah Shalaylam. But now they're your thoughts. Uh, as they are his thoughts, they are your thoughts. You've ingested them, you've encompassed them, you've not encompassed them, you've, you've internalized them. 
They have become you. They have become, as bread becomes you, you eat a piece of bread or food, and uh, it becomes muscle, blood, whatever is necessary to keep it going in this physical world. Likewise, tartar is ingested, it's internalized, and it becomes literally uh, essential to your very essence and being. So the tartar is referred to as lechem for obvious reasons. Shehiv is chokma abrura. This is, we're talking about tartar shebechsav. This is chokma, which is already... Uh, perfect. It's, it, there are no uh, admixtures or uh, interferences or, or deficiencies as it descends into this world. And of course, there's Tara at every single level, from, from the, uh, beyond Atzilus to this world. Uh, and the, those descents do not uh, impart to the Tara any deficiency at all. So it comes to us as it does. As we read it every Monday, Thursday, and uh, Shabbos, it comes to us in absolute purity and perfection, um, and it's there, ready, ready to be internalized. Shikvar nizbar milamayla. It's been already been refined and whatever is necessary from above. Therefore, in Torah, there is it's not Torah It's not shayach biur. It's not not an Indian. It has nothing to do with biur. Tyra is the, is the man of the spirit, as it were. It's been explained in Maimur Vietn Lecha. Vinikra, Eitz HaChaim. It is called Eitz HaChaim. Eitz HaChaim, that's what it is. Shehi b'chines kuloi chaim v'toiv. It is absolutely saturated through and through, from end to end. It is life and good, period, without any other possibilities, without any other uh, any other aspects or dimensions. That's what it is. It is Dvar Havaya in its purest form. <clears throat> there is no uh, aspect of a rooting in the Eitz Hadas. The whole thing is Eitz Chaim. The whole Tarshav Chasav is all from Eitz Chaim, Eitz Hadas, which, as we know, is problematic. Uh, it's not, Eitz Hadas not shy to Tarshav Chasav. has nothing to do with it. Tarshav Chasav has nothing to do with the Eitz Hadas. Um, except that it's not obviously described in the Torah. Klal, at all. Avel, lechem ha'aretz, so that's lechem in Hashemayim. Spiritual sense, lechem in Hashemayim, is Torah Shevich So what about the lechem, the second kind that we, we sweat for, that's the, ty- the type that comes from, from Zeus HaPecha? What's that? Avel, lechem ha'aretz, hu shabah milamata lamayla. This comes milamata lamayla, as we well know. So what's the spiritual dimension over the spiritual counterpart to this? Ukamai hamaitzi lechem, just as we say, hamaitzi lechem min haaretz, eretz demafke mazayim, the earth that uh, uh, produces, that uh, allows mazayim to arise, it, it produces mazayim, uh, brings forth mazayim, beautiful expression. Because the idea of Malamata Lamaila is not only true in the philosophical and spiritual sense, but in the physical sense as well. Milamata Lamaila, Bibhinis Ora Choizer Dafka, in a way of Ora Choizer. We discussed last time uh, the difference between, or a little bit anyway, it's a complicated subject, but we, for the, what we need to know, the idea of Or Yosher and the Ora Choizer. Or Yosher is Milamata Lamata. Uh, it comes, generally speaking, in a clear way, it does not require. Uh, tremendous effort in, in Yigiyah. It does require some. 
You have to make kalim. You have to be, as it comes down, it requires, uh, it, it goes through tzimtzumim and uh, does require some form of beer or some form of uh, rectification, I should say clarification, perhaps. But it is a given. It's there. It's in the system. Here it is. And the, the problem is not that it's not there. It's, it's a matter of bringing it down. It's already there. The blessing is already there. The light is already there. It's a matter of it descending and becoming of use to those below. Um, the union of uh, or Horizer, nothing there. Doesn't, you, you can sit to your, think to your blue in the face. There is nothing there. It's an or which is derived from squeezing out of mata. And mata is choyshech. Squeezing out of mata, that word choyshech incidentally, just as the as the whole mimer, is, is in a way, not in a way, it is paradoxical. Because on the one hand, it is the, you know, it's like tale of two cities. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. But oilem hazehagashmi is the best and it's the worst. <coughs> in terms of Yiluim, nothing. Forget it. Nothing to see. The earth is the earth. In terms of potential possibilities, what can be, be taken out of because it is so low, its charge is so high. That's a general uh, aphorism which we're very well familiar with. And the reason is because the closer you get to Etzem, the less there is in Hispashtus. Etzem and Hispashtus are two things. Etzem is head or Hispashtus. The closer one gets to etzim, the less there is ne- the necessity or the need or the, the uh, conception of giluim. Giluim imply an extension and a radiation or illumination from. Etzim is not from. Etzim is there. Only atzmosamus, only the Rabbani Shalom himself can create yeshma'ayin. Well, the ultimate yeshma'ayin is the yesh that comes out in this physical world. It's very hard to, you can't go beyond uh, physical yesh. That's that's my oh yeah, there are levels in physical yesh. There's chumris and what have you. We know that, but that already gets into the uh, the area of of of, uh, pro- of that which is problematic in the physical world. But the main thing is that it's a it is a different, totally different perspective. The or yosher, the milamai lamata is a is a hamshacha uh, is an experience of gilui. The uh, milamata lamaila, it's or. But it's ore that's not apparent. It's ore that doesn't come in a nice, smooth way that, oh, there's my man. It's, it's a matter of working and, and pulling out from essence, from, from, from uh, uh, an ore which is so high it can't even be considered ore, pulling out that bracha, that blessing, that kedusha, that holiness, and bringing it out and, and bringing it up to its source from every olasman, this is olasman, the elevation of my nukvin, there is a hamshachas mad, a hamshachah of mind hurin, and, and therefore the blessing that comes from this is an or which isn't within the system. It's bein It's something special, something unusual, something which does not obey the ordinary laws, ordinary the, the, the normative laws of or as we think of it in Seder Shdalshlus. It's it's something unusual, something exceptional. It's it's unique. It's a chiddush. We'll see. Bezeu, the birchas aretz, the idea of birchas aretz, shetikin yoyshua. The blessing on the land, the arts itself, not the Shemaim, but the arts, which comes through effort. This was established by Yoshua when it became necessary. When it became necessary, when we stopped receiving our sustenance uh, from Chesed Chinum, and we started engaging in and in being involved in the Avoida of Avoida. Shesham Tziva Hashem Es There, this is from a Pasuk in. 
in uh, Tillam. Shashom Siva Hashem has a bracha. From there, Hashem commanded a bracha. And the, the, before it, the word is Aretz. Ba'aretz dafke, in the, in the earth mamish. This is the second kind of bracha. This is the bracha which comes through exertion and effort. Shinikra bracha basayf. This is the second of the, the, the latter bracha. The, 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 the first bracha is milamai labata. The latter bracha is a bracha which comes about through milamata lamaila. Ayyadei avayda ha'aretz. Through the service, through the exertion and work in the, the earth. Baharisha v'zriya. <coughs> Excuse me. Through plowing uh, and planting, shenikra almol malach, which is called uh, tough work. It's it's hard work. Um, this is uh, allergy season in Montreal, um, so you have to forgive me. I'm you know the coughing, the sneezing, the sniffing, the whatever, the watering eyes. It, this is going to last for a while, so I'll do my best. This, uh, this requires tremendous effort, extensive, deep effort. What kind of effort? To what extent? To the squeezing out of the soul, so to speak. Um, it's a beautiful Russian in the Musaf of Yom Kippur, the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah. Uh, the uh, the pshat, or the, 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 trend, the, the way it's usually translated, is that we earn our bread at the expense of our lives. Our, we, our very lives we put on the line for our little piece of bread. Um, it's a very, very strong lushan, the indication being that you, 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 everything, your whole being is put into that little piece of bread. Incidentally, just Derech Agav, it's very beautiful in the sense that uh, it sheds a little bit of light on the uh, uh, Indian and Tanya, which is brought uh, on Tzedakah. How, why Tzedakah is, of all the mitzvahs, it's, it is unique in its, in its own way. It's a special mitzvah. It's an it's, it's a, uh, uh, unusual mitzvah um, because every mitzvah is designed to elevate and to sanctify a particular element of the soul, and for that matter, the body. Uh, each mitzvah has its uh, area in which it brings light, it illuminates, and it refines. But in the case of tzedakah, a person is giving from what? From every, his whole life. To, to burn that piece of bread, his mind, his heart, his soul, his, his muscles, whatever is part of him, that exertion goes into earning those dollars, which ultimately he's going to put in the pushka or give to the, wherever he's going to give it. So it encompasses the whole person. It's a, it's a beautiful thought. Anyway, the idea of this yagiyah is taka, a yagiyah of, of, of mind, heart, and body. There's no question. Lasakin chet eitzadas toivira. In order to be masakin, the chet eitzadas toivira. Now here we're talking, this, the language here becomes a little bit difficult. It's hard. Are we dealing with the Ruknis? Are we dealing with the Gashmias? Truth is, we're really dealing with the Gashmias, but it's a little, it's a mushal. We're still in the realm of mushal here. We'll see what the Ruknius of this Avaita is shortly. But it's not easy mushal to grasp. But Pajit, Papashtus, the Chayet Zadas caused the earth to be cursed. And that curse changed the characteristic of the earth from something that was nothing other than a vehicle for delivering God's kindness and goodness free of charge, to an obscurity, to a hardship, 
to an obstacle, to something with stones and weeds. And, and, and uh, <coughs> I know very little about agronomy, but uh, whatever else there is that makes the earth useless in and of itself in terms of our sustenance. Um, that is a product of the Chedet Tzedas, as is, for, for that matter, anything in this world it, which is involved in our livelihood. It's all a product of Klippus Neugier for the most part. All for the most part. It's all a product of Klippus Neugier. Uh, whatever we exert ourselves in, there are obstacles, there are difficulties, there are problems. Um, and therefore, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a different world, it's a different physicality. The Rebbe here is using the earth literally because that's what the Pesach says. That's what the, the earth was cursed because of the Chedet Tzedah. So we're working with the earth. The earth before, well, it all came up beautiful, whatever you wanted. Now nothing comes up except weeds, not good things. Um, so now we have the Chedet Tzedah, Toivara, which requires a beer. Uh, the earth, to, to bring the earth to a state where the evil is overcome, where the obstacles are overcome, where the uh, insufficiencies are overcome, and it produces something which is absolutely be'enerech to what its capacity is before that avoida, bread, which is something absolutely remarkable and unusual. We go back to our Martian, I think I probably mentioned this before. I know I did. Uh, a Martian were to come here and have a, see a beautiful warm challah on the table, Arab Shabbos, and he'd smell it and he'd look at it. They don't have challah on Mars, incidentally. They don't have bread on Mars. Okay? They, they subsist on photosynthesis or something. He would look at that magnificent, unbelievably beautiful, uh, the aroma, the, the appearance, the texture, the flavor, the life that it gives in Gashmias and in Ruchnias. Give fault. Where does such a thing come from? You take him out to the fields. Oh, it came came from the ground. Hey, Lou, you're crazy. No, he'd look at the ground. He'd taste it. He'd smell it. He'd feel it. Nah, no, it cannot be. It's it's not conceivable. It's not possible. Oh no, it's not just the ground. You show him a, a grain of wheat that could be used as a seed. Oh, this, you have to put this in the ground. But it's really the ground that is supplying this this hollow scythe called scythe. Why are you talking? Look at the grain. He pulled it apart. He tasted these. Nothing. It's gourd has nothing to do with the challah. Totally, absolutely nothing to do with the challah. Um, and he'd look at this challah and he'd look at the earth and he'd say, this is yesh and this, this is ayin. There, there, there no, there's no comparison. There's no, um, there's nothing com comparable between the two. And this is the idea of, of working with the earth to such an extent that it brings forth a beautiful mazayin this is like Yeshma'ayin, and it's an incredible avoida, and it's only, the, the concept of man engaging in Yeshma'ayin is only because of the Chayyid Tzadas, only because of the Shvir uh, HaKelim and, the, and the, what contributed to this world of Klippus Neige, which requires, the, which demands, acts for, and requests this kind of effort, and from which the bracha is unbelievable because of the, the nature of what it accomplishes. One has so this earth to make this earth productive, to make, have it bring forth muzzin. Uh, this requires a beer of uh, the good from the not good, in a, in a physical sense. At every stage, <coughs> you, there is an admixture of not good, which has to be eliminated. 
And so the elimination comes through of this psalis, of the extraneous, of the not good, which is completely intermixed with the good to the extent that it seems to dominate. Uh, there has to be a planting, there has to be a, 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 a gathering, there has to be a winnowing. Uh, there's just no end. It's, it's a, a, a tremendous effort, an immense effort required to come from that earth to uh, edible bread. To literally bring out something. Think, think with the, look with the look of the Martian. To bring out something that did not exist before, that could not be imagined before. That, uh, again, we're, we're used to it. I mean, for, uh, <laughs> for thousands of years, this is the way we've been living. So, you know, it's no big deal for us. Um, but it's a very big deal. And, and it's something to appreciate that the exertion, and if just, just in terms of the physical earth itself, it is bringing forth something which is, one could not imagine in one's wildest dreams, unless you've lived with it all these thousands of years, that there would, could be such a tremendous blessing coming from earth. It doesn't come by itself. You're not going to get a beautiful loaf of bread if you just uh, take a field and say, well, I'll, I'll trust the field to produce a nice wheat, which will then will somehow come without chaff and will, it'll somehow turn into bread. Not going to happen. It does not happen. You do not get bread from the field by itself. It does not come of itself. It comes only through immense effort of a multiple variety of types. From the plowing to the winnowing to the to whatever else is involved, till so you actually get a piece of bread. General principle, which we're familiar with, that whoever puts in more exertion, whoever works the earth more, puts much more exertion into working the earth, he will bring the, the success and bringing from ayin to yesh will be that much greater as well. There will be far quantitatively and qualitatively the produce of the field is dependent upon the efforts put in. The greater the effort, the greater is going to be the produce. But the truth is even one loaf of bread already is a miracle yesh ma'ayin. But the more, the more effort, the more yigiyah, the better, the more. Shazeu b'chines hatikin this is what is referred to as the tikkun, the correction, the rectification of the admixture of, of uh, or I simply should say the mixture of shabarts, of the mixture of good and evil which is in, which is in the arts. There's uh, in this way specifically and emphatically, there is a tremendous advantage over the shefa, of the uh, richness of the, of the uh, prosperity and the pr- produce and the blessing far more than the essence of the bracha that was given at the outset. In other words, the bracha which comes milamayla lamata, it's a bracha, it's wonderful. It's a, Every creature in this world is sustained by it. Our, the, the, all of being is maintained and created through chesed of Hashem, through the rachmim of Hashem. Now, having said that, after Chet Eitzadas, we're in a situation where we're living in a world of of, uh, of, of uh, mixture of good and not good. The not good very much dominant, at least in terms of appearances. The potential is fabulous. 
So this exertion that one is putting into this world, which is being sustained melamai lamata, is really working not on that system of melamai lamata. It doesn't mean that, oh yeah, well, that's great. So we're going to put in this tremendous effort into the land. We're going to make uh, this great, great exertion. We're going to be able to bring down a bit more. It'll be nicer. It'll be... It's not a matter of nicer or better. It's a matter of new. It's a chiddish. It's an unbelievable uh, opportunity, an unbelievable bracha, the source of which is higher than that of the milamayla lamata that comes about as a gift from Hashem, so to speak. Um, and this is beyond the system. We are not drawing, the Rebbe keeps using Lush and Yeshma Ayin. Well, this is for several reasons. One reason is that we are not drawing on a blessing which is, which is there at a higher level. We're not drawing on Atzilus. We're not drawing on Bria. We're not drawing on light, which is uh, at the moment inaccessible, but at least it's available. This light is not available. It doesn't exist yet. It hasn't happened yet. It happens mamish through the Yigiyah. And the physical example of this is the miracle of bread from the earth. Um, the Brach of Bereish, the first is the movement of blessing in conjunction or as a result of pure chesed. The chesed and toiv comes We know this, we've learned this already. He sustains the world with chen with, v'chesed. This is the, the milamai lamata. This is what comes simply from the blessing of Rachmin from Hashem is Barah. So um, on this ends the uh, um, the final bracha. So that's the first bracha. The final bracha is al ha'aretz v'al hamazain on the earth and on the mazain. Uh, it's not just a matter of chayin v'chesed. It's now on the earth and on the mazain. This is the second bracha. This is a bracha that comes by way of the earth, which brings forth mazain, not milamayla lamata, but milamata lamayla, through yigiyah and through, through effort. Uh, so this is the Indian and Gashmias. So we already mentioned the idea of, tar, of uh, lechem in Hashemayim, which is Torah Shebech is a... Uh, a um, Parallel for Torah Shabbat Here, Veruchni is who inyan Torah Shabbat This concept, the Milamayla Lamata is Torah Shabbat Shav. Milamata Lamayla is Torah Shabbat Shenikra Eitz Hadas. It is of the Eitz Hadas, which makes anyone who's ever tried to learn, anyone who does learn, who's engaged in learning, knows that it is a sweat. It's zeis uh, apecha to take a piece of gemara, to take a rishon, to take a, a, a halacha, and and to try and understand it, to try and weed one's way through it, to take out the, the obstacles, to navigate around the uh, the holes and the difficulties, to synthesize, to illuminate, to unify, to clarify. I go on and on and on. Anyone who studies gemara knows this. That is the comparable. Uh, in spirituality to that field which grudgingly will give you nothing. You, you have to take out the stones of the wind. Well, we go on and on. We know the mushal. There's a beaver here until there's a clarification of the text. 
are Chachamim in all generations who are responsible to us, to their people, to the Jewish people, who are looking to them to tell us what the halacha is, to tell them what the halacha is. It's almost unimaginable the kinds of difficulties and the kinds of challenges that such individuals uh, engage in. It's, it's an incredible struggle. Uh, at first and foremost, for, aside from the, uh, the knowledge dimension, aside from the intellectual dimension, we have to know what to do. Well, that, that's an endless problem. And the reason it's an endless problem is because the world keeps changing. Um, I was uh, on a faculty of medicine for 40 years, and I watched, I didn't really, I'm not very knowledgeable in this area, but I watched as, as, as Paiskim struggled with advances in reproductive medicine, reproductive biology. Was this kosher, is it not kosher? Five years ago it wasn't kosher, now it is kosher because. Or this was thought of as being kosher, but now it's not kosher because. Technology changes. In fact, nature changes to a certain extent as well. This is a cons constant beer, a constant trying to refine, to, to illuminate, to find the truth, to look for the truth. Uh, to produce uh, a practical halacha by which we can live. And that's only part of it, to, to understand the depth, the, 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 what God has in mind, which, which the great Talmud, the great people who understand well, Lima Torah, Lima Gemara, are able to have a sense of, 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 the, of the underlying causes, the chachma, the seichel within the Torah. That um, comes through immense effort. Uh, that is the whole idea of beer, to separate the confusion from the light, to separate the, out the, uh, the, the reality from the possibility. This is, this is the avoid of birum. It's an avoid of sifting and separating and uh, taking out the, that which is useful and, and using it. This comes mamish through avoiding yigiyah mamish. He's like an avid poshut who works with, by virtue of an oil, by virtue of a yoke, which we spent so much time talking about. Well, the same thing is true, not just for farmers, and not just for Tamid Chachamim. It's true of anybody who works. It's just the same struggle, the same concept applies. And again, it's all product of Chedet Sadas. This is the, the physical, the lowest physical consequences of the Chedet Sadas. Later on, we'll get into the more spiritual dimensions. Sha'odam nidin b'chol yoyim v'rega. A person is judged every um, day. Uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, b'chol eis v'rega. Every moment, every, every second, every nanosecond. Shazehu b'bracha b'saif. This is the bracha on the aretz, on the land. This is the bracha that is earned. This is the bracha which is milamayla, milamata lamayla which it brings Chiddush into the world. Shabbat al yadeh avayda v'yigiyah dafka, which comes through avayda and yigiyah mamish. The kumayi shahayvah ad masay, like the working of the land, which we've just described as best we can. The kumayi kain ba'oska v'yigiyah kapa, the same thing is true in any kind of exertion, any kind of, diff any kind of job of, of difficulty, any, any, any mode of work, which comes through particularly work of the hands, work of, of sweat, work of struggle. Now, of course, work of sweat also can be work of the mind. We talked about that before, too. The Chiddush is from nothing to something. It is not just a, 
a, a glow of, uh, of sustenance which materializes before your very eyes, it requires a tremendous exertion to have that which you never had before, namely that penny you have now is, not the, is materialized from a spiritual hamshacha that never existed in your, in your presence before. Um, this is the, how does this work about? How does it come about? How does it work? Through the absolute negation of yesh to ayin. Because if you're going to go from yesh to yesh, there's got to be an ayin be'emsa. That's what this is all about. There's an example of the seed, the deterioration of the seed. Here you have a yesh. Yesh is a kernel of wheat. That's all it is. Um, what can come from it? Nothing. Why? Because it is a self-defined entity. Uh, it's been given its properties, lamaila. This is what it is. This is how it's made. This is how God made it. This is its teva. These are its limitations, its borders. These are its properties. That's what it is. It is a stable, static piece of being which is defined and self-contained. And you look at that challah. Well, how are you going to come to that challah? How's that seed, no matter what it does, no matter what you do with it, how is it going to become a challah? Well, it can't. Not as a seed. We put it in the earth, and it ceases to be a seed. It becomes ois seed. Um, it loses its, its mitzias, its dimension, its yeshus as seed. It has not yet become a wheat plant. That's the ayin be'emsa. It has to lose itself. It has to break the chains of restriction and the chains of that which have, have locked it into its prior being to be free of its prior mitzias. That's a state of ayin. It's, it's nothing yet. It's, it's iron, and from that iron, since those things now have been lost, have, been, have deteriorated in the earth, it can now express a potential that, it, that you wouldn't believe it had, which is to become a stalk of wheat. That's the inyvyeshma iron. And in the case of all exertion, a person uh, exerts himself to the extent where he literally loses himself, um, that is the beginning of the source of a new a, a new dimension or a, a new episode in his life. So we'll see. That through the ayin ba'emsa, through the deterioration of the seed to the point where it's ayin, it now becomes a vehicle for the, to receive which is ayin ba'etzem. It's a koyach eluki. Now the seed is no longer bound by its physical limitations. It has a dimension of ein within itself. It can accept that. It can, can receive from it. It can join with it and become something absolutely brand new, like Yeshma Ayin. This is now, this next part is extremely difficult. Very hard, Lushen. It's hard to understand. In fact, this muscle itself is quite perplexing for a number of reasons. Um, because again, we look at our own parnasa, we look at our own, if we're looking at ourselves as a mushal, our own lives, our own careers as examples to understand this process, that's a little bit hard to figure out. Where's the eshmai and I work, I get a paycheck. It's quid pro quo, isn't it? Is it not? I mean, isn't, isn't it really, doesn't it really look like yesh me yesh? That's, again, a problem. The, the mushal here is conceptual. We're talking about the Chedet Tzadas and what it has imposed upon the world in terms of a new Avaida and how that new Avaida works. It does not work in a way milamailamata. It does not work um, in a way of normative, natural 
cause and effect. It works through a radical mechanism of breaking yesh so that a new yesh can form. Now, again, whether you find this muscle compelling or not, in, in a way, it's, it is what it is. Uh, but the, the concept, I think we can get a handle on, the concept we can understand. The Rebbe takes us a step farther. Depression, sadness, uh, anxiety. Of this person who's working the land. Now, the land, we already have the concept of Yeshma'ain with the seed. Now, the individual who's working, this is a bit of a concept of Yeshma'ain within him. The ayin within him, the, this, 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 what should I say? This, this farmer, this, this person who has thrown himself into working the land and trying to bring forth the blessing, um, he's got part of his ayin, is depression, anxiety. Why? Um, he's working the land to try and make a tikkun. He may not realize it or not, but he's trying to make a tikkun in the Chedei Tzadas, trying to, to repair it so that the land will bring forth its potential. To the point of, of he, he's short of breath <coughs> because of his tremendous exertion in the field all day. This Russian is a little bit reminiscent of, of Yaakov Avinu. Uh, who, of course, uh, completed uh, Birurim with the sheep of, of Lovin, that, uh, that uh, during the day the sun consumed him, at night the frost and, and sleep uh, flew from his eyes. Um, of course, it's a different story, it's a different kind of a beer, it's a much loftier story. But at least the, the language is the same, one gets the sense of the, the, the intense nature of the involvement of the work. Whoever who uh, has more depression, here's this is a word. It's really very hard for me to understand this. despair. He has depression. All right, that happens to everybody who works. He has depression. He despairs of his work. Why does he despair? Why he doesn't see any profit of his work? He's working like a slave, like a horse, and he does not see anything. Now, how this is applicable in farming, I have no idea. I'm not a farmer. But it's an amazingly powerful description of what's going on inside this individual. He's not only giving his physical strength, his mind, heart, and soul, so to speak, to, the, to exert himself in this area, but he's, he's despaired of ever seeing any good. We can, if we think back and uh, are imaginative, see this perhaps in the light of the Evid Poshet, see this in the light of the story of the child, the muscle of the child in Shemayim Masaprim, whose father leaves, the father disappears. The child goes after the father. He will not accept the fact that his father has left. He, the father is, of course, hasn't left, he's hiding. But the father is an expert at concealment, self-concealment. So the child runs, exerts himself, uh, follows with no results, with no giluim, with no encouragement from outside of himself. 
What is driving him is no longer is not Seichel, and it's not Nidus. What's driving him is a core at his very center of being, which will not let him agree to the fact that his father has left. Simple as that. And therefore, he's not seeing success. And he's not seeing, of course, this is all a, 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 a muscle for a variety that's been described there. But this is, in a sense, the same kind of thing. The person becomes I in himself. He becomes totally I. They say, well, that's a horrible thing because he's just given up. But he hasn't given up. That's the point. He may be depressed. He may even despair. He hasn't stopped. He will not stop. He cannot stop. And that is the idea of a yigiyah, which is driven, mamish, by etzim. This is the evid pajut. On the contrary, he becomes from yesh. He is no longer anything. He's nobody. He is, he's exhausted all of his normative possibilities, and he's operating on nothing, essentially, on iron. And that's how he sees himself. Well, that iron is very, very close to essence. Yitzmach or v'shefa batzlach is going to sprout from this an or uh, and a hashpa, uh, an effulgence, uh, with tremendous hatzlacha. Lo bracha bli shir, to add to the bracha without end. It'll be endless, because Yeshua Ayin, the source is, is, is Ein Saif. His bracha, which is going to come through an avoda of this nature, is likewise going to be endless. Not part of Seder Stalshos, not something which is a portion, a portion out. It's not a matter of Giluim, which goes through a series of, uh, of levels. So I think we'll, uh, we'll stop here. Mitzvah Hashem, we will continue, God willing, next week.